Alrighty, welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute. It's the daily podcast in which we analyze Dawn of Justice by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan. You can also find me on social media at NoClutchNate. And I am Alessandro Maniscalco. And you can find me on Twitter at Raverin. And I co-contribute with Sam Otten on the JLU podcast where we analyze the uh, WB movies in the DC Extended Universe. And we're currently working on Wonder Woman. Awesome. Cool. Welcome to have, uh, glad to have, welcome to have you back. Do people say that? <laughs> welcome to have you back. Well, I've heard it uh, before, glad, I think. <laughs> have you, glad to have you back. Glad to have you back. I'm and that's what I'm trying back. to get it. <laughs> All righty. Last time we ha- hung out with you, we, what did we do? We did the flight scene of Man of Steel. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. But this time we're going to be talking about the complete opposite character. Oh yeah. There you go. Yeah. One of my favorites. If not the favorite, is he? my favorite, yeah. Like Lex Luthor the character yeah. or this Lex Luthor? Well, well, Lex Luthor the character, but I certainly have come to adore what they've done in this movie with him. Yeah? What are, you, what are your uh, overall thoughts on Dawn of Justice? I believe that it's a masterpiece. Uh, I Ooh. believe that... I know a lot of people call me crazy for saying that, but it really is brilliantly done. There's so many layers, so many things going on. It's a really cerebral movie if you look deep enough, but it's also, you know, just a a fun action drama at at its surface, you know? So it really all depends on what you want to get out of it. It's very true. I, I mean, that's I, a good I, thing to say. I didn't it mean depends that. Depends on what you want to get out of. Yeah, it. I didn't mean that. Oof, as as a negative connotation. <laughs> I'm, I just, I agree that it's a masterpiece. I I'm in love with this film. So, yeah, and I think cerebral is a good adjective to describe uh, this character that we're going to be talking about for about three days. <laughs> yeah. Um, today on Donna Justice, we're talking about minute number thirty-one, and it starts with Luther Jr. revealing to Senator Finch a translucent green rock. And then the minute ends with Luther Jr. explaining that rock's purpose. Yeah, you're going to keep on calling him Luther Jr.? You call him Lex Jr. Lex <laughs> Luther Jr. Lex Jr. Or I can call him Alexander. It's, uh, you could. You can call him whatever you want, man. <laughs> I'm going to keep calling him Luther Jr. You could, okay. You could call it uh, <laughs> Piss in a Jar, you know? Oh, yeah. good reference. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Luther Jr. says that his rebuild metropolis uh, crews, they found this shard of kryptonite. Or I mean, they haven't called it kryptonite. Do they call it kryptonite? In no, this? they call it a, what is it, xeno mineral? Xeno mineral. Right. I think they don't, when do they call it kryptonite, though? They don't call it until later on in the film. When, I don't even know if they actually call it. Yeah, I think Batman calls Batman it Batman calls it that. Like, I know he does, but, like, when is, yeah, we'll have to look out for that when the first time he calls it kryptonite. Yeah, that's actually a really good question. I can't even remember off the top of my head. I, well, I, 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 there are things in this week that we're going to notice that um, Jesse Eisenberg's Luther has a very hard time uh, saying certain words. Yes, that deal with these aliens. So yeah. just keep an eye out because this, he'll try to avoid saying certain people's names and uh, labels for these these extraterrestrials. Is the first time he says kryptonite when he's in the jet 
and he's talking to Alfred, and he's like, the kryptonite. Yeah. We have to go back to the kryptonite. Like, yeah. Is that the first oh. time? And we're just, it's so far in the movie it that could we just accepted it. It could actually be that, yeah. It may be. I thought it was when he and Alfred were kind of having that argument next to the Batmobile about the white Portuguese. I thought that's when they I said they call it. it. I think he calls it The Rock. It's a rock. Like the movie. And the, the, the Rock? And The Man. <laughs> we have to get Dwayne Johnson. It's the only way to beat Superman, which is Black Adam. That's a, okay. There you go. Full circle. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> it was a it was a tease to the Black Adam film the whole time. Um, so here's here's where I was getting with that. So he says his rebuild Metropolis cruise, mm-hmm. um, which I guess is like this project that he started to help Metropolis after the Black Zero event. Yeah, they found this little souvenir from the Kryptonian World engine. Um, but the Kryptonian world engine was in the Indian ocean. So was the metropolis, the rebuild metropolis project. Did it take place on both sides of the earth? Well, let's, let's sort of get some context here. This is Kryptonian technology that, you know, people from earth aren't necessarily familiar with. Uh, so as far as Lex knows, you know, they work in tandem and they're both part of a whole, the, the one on the side of the Indian ocean. And of course on our side in Metropolis, you know, there's the, uh, I believe the slave unit. So yeah, mm-hmm. the fact that they're working together, you could incorporate them both as one world engine. So it's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It could, yeah. I mean, they, they probably are working on both both ends. I mean, why else was uh, the they don't the, know the late the John Zero. Corbin? Yeah, why was he there? Why was he on the beach? He works for LexCorp. Yeah, which is where I'm getting at. Is like I think LexCorp was like, hey, we have this project that's going to help save or rebuild Metropolis, and we're going to call it the Rebuild Metropolis thing. But it's really just a front to send people to the Indian Ocean so they can farm kryptonite. It could very well could be that. And well, see, I don't I don't think the Indian Ocean expedition had anything to do with the rebuild metropolis efforts. I think once he discovered this during the rebuild, then he sent someone to go and see what he could find uh, at, in the Indian Ocean. Well, why wasn't there a big enough sample in Metropolis then? Why was there only the one little shard? Well, that's an excellent question. You know, we don't know why, <laughs> but the fact that the main part of the world engine was in the Indian Ocean, yeah, you know, probably needs more power. So that's why there's a bigger chunk of this. Because from what we could tell, this kryptonite is most likely, you know, equivalent to like our uranium, where it's used as a power source. So mm-hmm. the, the, the main engine in the Indian Ocean would require a bigger power source to or the main, you know, part of it, whereas the... Yeah. And then, for all we know, there could be more buried underneath, you know, under the ground, you know, because there was a lot it's of true. destruction. It could just be that that's all he found. That doesn't necessarily it, mean that there's no no more there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, there could definitely be more down there. I mean, there should be. I mean, I don't see why not. Certainly um, is something they could explore... In sequels, if they wanted to. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, I I'm pretty sure that there isn't any more kryptonite on Metropolis because of Dr. Emil Hamilton's singularity that seemed to absorb only Kryptonian stuff. Oh as yeah, we talked about in Man of Steel. Like Lois Lane wasn't affected, but 
Superman was and Kryptonians were and the Black Zero was, but nothing really else. Um, well, I believe was, anything that was exposed to the Phantom Zone was pulled was being pulled in. So I yeah, guess the Kryptonite that was like terraformed. would right. So the the Kryptonite I guess would be would have been exposed to that uh, Phantom yeah. Zone radiation. Mm-hmm. So I think, but so I mean that's why he can only find such a tiny shard in Metropolis. Yeah. Because. I mean, that's all that would be left unless he really did find this one in the world engine on the Indian Ocean. I'm assuming he's it, it was a tandem thing. It was like, yeah, we're going to rebuild Metropolis first and then we're going to show off to the rest of the world. Hey, look what my crews did. I'm Lex Luthor. I'm a big philanthropist and helping people out. Hey, let's go deal with the disaster in the Indian Ocean as well. And See, I'm pretty sure that there. the... the um the venture in the Indian Ocean was not broadcast publicly. I, I feel like that was sort of down low. I don't know. I think the whole rebuild Metropolis thing is like a money laundering front where it's just like, hey, look, at like we're doing good Probably. stuff. But really it's like, hey, I want people to find Kryptonian technology and bring yeah. it back to LexCorp. Probably. Oh, sure. Yeah. I wouldn't put it past them. And it's that's certainly, why like, Yeah, that's certainly something he could have exploited. But I think it also had to do with wanting to get a grip on the city and, you know, sort of get it, put his hand in everything. You know, this was mm-hmm. an opportunity for him to sort of rebuild and, and have his name everywhere, you know, and sort mm-hmm. of be the the image of, you know, philanthropy and people looking up to him. And become a true Superman. There you go. Uh, this leads into the question that Senator Finch has, which is, what does a rock have to do with Homeland Security? Um, in which the very snobby Luther Jr. corrects her and says, planetary security. Good word. Uh, is that why <laughs> they're here? Is that why these men in suits, women in suits, is that why they they showed up to LexCorp? Was he like... Homeland Security, probably. He was probably yeah, like, he, hey, you know, I have, my R&D sure. department probably has like new weaponry that's that involves, a, you know... Who are those people? Secretary... Uh, some, Senator Finch. Senator Barrows. Senator Barrows. They're, both, they're, they're Finch, all yeah. senators? Okay. I didn't know if they were... I, I don't know why I didn't write it's it down. Just the two whatever. of them, I yeah. think. He probably um, donated to their, you know... Um, campaigns or whatever and and sort of mm-hmm. as a favor they showed up to hear him out <laughs> that's how it works right I yeah think so. it's politics there <laughs> i think we're gonna see something like that because i had that question wow it's really just tomorrow it's in tomorrow's minute we'll get All stuff right. like that um but yeah so i guess they were asked to come over and hear his proposition for some sort of homeland security yeah. thing i don't think he ever mentioned weapon because they said weapon yeah they, I, I don't think, think he ever mentioned weapon it was probably just like homeland security intelligence and i don't know some it's a big company LexCorp. it's I'm, like yo yeah, my, re, my r&d department has new, some new information right. and, you, and, I mean, and you know. when you and the fact that he has you know wor- developed things for the the military certainly gives him some credibility in, in the way of that homeland yeah. security aspects yeah, and we've been we've been uh, equating the Black Zero event to the World Trade Center attack, mm-hmm. and when you have something like that happen, 
then of course senators would be like, oh, what's this? You have a plan for some homeland security thing? I gotta hear you out because yeah, it's, it's like those, you uh, don't want something like that to ever happen again. Like those signals and transformers all over the city. Oh yeah. Although, put, like, the... although I will say when it does, when it comes down to it, it seems like this opens a big discussion. You know, the fact that he's talking to senators about getting an import license—that's not really how you go about doing that maybe he's hoping that they can pull some strings for him um but you know it's a totally different procedure for that um but then we get into the big discussion as to his motivations for contacting the senators and it you know is he contacting them to sort of get the government on board with this notion of a silver bullet or is he just trying to, you know, do things legitimately and pull, getting some strings pulled so that he doesn't have to bring it in underhandedly? Uh, certainly, you know, if he wants Batman to uh, to get his hands on the kryptonite, which I've had this whole analysis of how, from this point, he certainly wanted Batman to get his hands on it. You know, he would want it to be easily accessible. So it's possible hmm. that that's why he's trying to go through legitimate channels, but I don't know. There's there's a lot of questions, a lot of uh, variables that certainly aren't necessarily done, you know, <laughs> realistically in the movie, but That's a good question. I I'm still I'm still trying to think like if he's trying to get them to pull strings for him or if he's trying to actually get the government to cooperate with him or involve him and his company. I think like, it, yeah. On I, like a full transparency kind of thing. I think it's both. I think it's like, it's trying to put the it name. Be both. Both. It, I think it's both. It, it, it can be both. Cause I mean, he's trying to one be the puppet master to these people who have high seats and power, you know, in the government standings. And, you know, then you have him, plastering his name all over the place in the world and trying to get you know it's like oh well it's it's like the whole skynet and cyberdyne thing it's like you know cyberdyne or yeah skynet was the one no hang on skynet was a program cyberdyne was a company so cyberdyne was was the one that was like building all these you know robots and stuff like that and helpful androids and whatnot all over the place and then the uh the programmers came in and changed them but it was still cyberdyne's name that was everywhere and then cyberdyne came synonymous with Sky the Terminators. Net. Oh, Terminators. Just the Terminators. Skynet was its, its own, you know, Skynet was a computer, so. I'm really confused, guys. <laughs> well, this, you know, this could very well just be a plan B if Batman fails. He's trying to get the government on board, you know, in case Batman's unsuccessful at killing uh, Superman, because at this point, he doesn't know that he's able to create Doomsday. Yeah, and that's another thing, is like... <laughs> Well, I, I guess we'll get there because it's like there's so much to yeah, this he's, kid's plan. He's playing chess there's and he's so, using them all as, oh, yeah, uh, you know, he's, sure, everybody's exactly. a pawn. Everybody's a pup. You know, he's trying to be the puppet master. So this is just one step for well, him to try I to mean, be like, let me Batman, put my hand and control these people. Who's obviously Yeah, except Batman, but that's, that's he, the variable. So. He's the knight, not the pawn. Oh, good one. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so I mean, he's trying to just manipulate everybody and everything. It's just because right. that's what he knows how to do, and frankly, he's very good at it. So this is just like step step one, you know, or just a plan of many. Yeah, in case yeah, right. 
one thing doesn't yeah, go right. I'm sure. Which is crazy yeah. to that level of thought. Um, we kind of changed gears into a bit of exposition for those who have no idea what kryptonite does. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. We are introduced to this LexCorp scientist who's uncredited, um, or at least there's a, there's a bunch of LexCorp scientists on the IMDb thing, so I they all have like no profile picture, so I couldn't tell which one this guy is. Um, this guy sounds like he's straight out of uh, a Godzilla film. Does he? Yeah, you could take... <laughs> Take this scientist, take exactly what he's saying, even the way he sounds. He sounds like a voice actor dubbing like a Godzilla movie. This guy sounds like <laughs> you take him out and he's talking about this is a radioactive xeno material. And yeah. like and it's like everything he says is like something you could put in some goofy sci fi like so film. Punctual. Yeah. yeah. And it's like when we expose the material to this body and it's like, uh, what am I yeah. It's a little silly. I mean, I, I, I love it. I love the way this uh, this thing happens here. Did you know what Amrid was? No, I, I looked it up. I did too. Yeah? I had no idea what. Yeah, I had no idea what that was, and I felt a little. Subtitles are great, right? Yeah, it's absolutely. But these <laughs> subtitles were kind of wrong because, like, it just says lowercase a m i i a m r i i d. Yeah. And then when I had when I just typed it into Google, like it's obviously an acronym. And U.S. Amrid. U.S. I guess, but like maybe in this universe, it's. Just not considered what is, uh, U.S. What does AMRID stand for? Uh, U- U.S. United States Army Medical Research Institute of Infectious Diseases. They're, of four. They're of. So they're analyzing is... this foreign material to determine its threat to. to yeah, man. It's, it's, an a- it's an alien. So they picked them up and was like, yo, we're going to test on it. So it's yeah. in every alien movie. They yeah. got diseases. They're coming to Earth. We got to freak out and right. put some guys in a, in a... You get what? Listen, you get more the world. Yeah, you get, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> This so, isn't the first, yeah, this isn't the first time we've referenced War of the Worlds on this film. So. Or Arrival. You know, they had... But any alien ten, movie. Yeah, yeah, any alien Except movie. for Fourth Kind. You can't really reference that because <sighs> No. Kind of freaky. E.T. <laughs> E.T. is probably the biggest influence. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, their, their motto is, Biodefense Solutions to Protect Our Nation. Which sounds like it comes straight out of a sci-fi what is it? film. What is it? <laughs> Biodefense solutions to protect our nation. Sounds like a sci-fi film. It does. Thing, right? So why is it only our nation? Why isn't there a planetary one? Because it's the U.S. Amrit. I know. So why did they leave it out in this movie? Why didn't they say U.S. Amrit? Why did the English guy say Amrit? Why so didn't he say like? Well, they're talking like to Amrit? U.S. senators, so they probably. You know. Oh, don't don't bring up that redundancy issue. Come on, like, <laughs> no, like if well, there's if they're talking to U.S. senators, I don't know. Is there a planetary one? It's on our country. It belongs to us now. Okay, so what's the Russian one? What if aliens fall in Russia? <laughs> that movie? happens. There's a book about. There's a it. movie like that or something. Yeah, it's it. called Superman Red Sun. Read it. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, that's one of my favorites. Uh, oh man, ooh. that was my phone. Ooh, <laughs> one of his favorites. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a fantastic. Fantastic book. I think he mentioned that in Man of Steel. Probably. Hmm. Probably. We did ask what the favorite Superman stories were. So if you didn't check it out then, go check it out now and <laughs> re-download it. Um, so is there a planetary one? I don't know. Because then she says, what's the, you know, what's the homeland security and then no planetary security? Uh, there's a blurred line there. Yeah. Well, let's point um, out the the whale reference. And the Emerald City reference, while we're here, this, yeah. these are two. These are two references to, you know, Moby Dick and Wizard of Oz, and uh, they came up. They come up quite a bit throughout the movie. 
So this is, I think, mm-hmm. the first time that we're seeing those references. Well, is that dick, t- huh? T- is that that's in today's minute, or is that tomorrow? Yeah, he okay. says. Yeah, does he? <laughs> um, I, I completely among forgot the to write fishes. It down. I, I, I remember well. it happening. I just completely forgot it. There you go. Okay, so Moby Dick reference. Go. That's it. That's just it. the whale. Yeah. The, no, the well, he's the white whale. He, it's, right. The, you know, Batman hunting he's, Superman. Like, what's that guy's name? Starts with an N. Ahab. No. Captain Ahab. <laughs> that was a start with an N. N. Like, I haven't read that story in so long. But yeah, it's like Ishmael. that guy's. He's he's uh, always. You know, he can't stop thinking about hunting down that person or that whale or that entity. We're actually talking about Moby Dick now, right? That's the thing. I think it's, so. It's the metaphor. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, so there's like a, there's like a correlation between those the stories. Yes, and actually, um, a couple of characters in the movie. Explain. Uh, so, <laughs> so Lex is sort of hunting Superman like Ahab hunts Moby Dick, and Batman is also hunting Superman, similar to uh, Ahab hunting Moby Dick. And actually, it's one of the shots in the uh, Batmobile chase scene is the Batmobile going into a fishing boat, so which sort of another sort of reference to Moby Dick and him as also, Ahab hunting Superman. Because at that point, he's trying to get the kryptonite to, mm-hmm. to defeat Superman. And also Superman. a spear is involved, right? A spear is involved. Right. So... so I don't know if it really needs any more explanation. <laughs> yeah, Nate. I was like, Nate. Were we um, explaining it to... Okay, well, Oh, on. I guess we're I don't know if it. I was the only one that needed the explanation or if other people were interested. You know what? This is a podcast. People like I to listen to us need, talk. I, I might need an explanation <laughs> for Wizard of Oz. Is this because they're trying to get to Emerald City just like they're trying to get to the Kryptonite? I guess is it's the, the end goal. I don't know. What's to, be the honest, to be honest, I haven't really thoroughly considered that uh, reference, uh, but I'm... I'm sure there's a ton that I, right off the top of my head. Um, oh, yeah. The Tin Man is Cyborg. I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> Superman is on a planet that's not his own home. Um, you know, just like Dorothy was in Oz. And ironically, the, the most recent um, comic story in Rebirth has to do mentions a character, Mr. Oz, I believe. I haven't read it yet. but Oh, yeah. That's uh, the... No, we can't. I got yelled at for having spoilers. Yeah, and, and this we can't rebirth talk thing. rebirth. So. Um, but, but yes, you, you're absolutely right, Alex. Dorothy There's... and Clark Kent come from Kansas. Yeah. So I mean, so look, there's there's I mean, it's a obvious. whole analysis that can be done with regards to that, but it's worth mentioning at least the 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 reference briefly here. I kind of yeah, absolutely. I, I see something. Is it also like a play to? Lex's character of how like quirkily quirk, quirkily charming he is, just to have that kind of reference, like oh yeah, obviously it's a lot of green emerald city. It's, oh, it's a lot of green well, I thought too. it was I thought it was funny when he said um, he said uh, so he says I concluded that the mineral could be weaponized if a large enough sample could be fo- found. Oh, he jumped right to and then among the fishes a whale, and I thought that was funny because it was both found among smaller kryptonite shards and then also literally fish because it's in the Indian Ocean. Yeah. So yeah, I thought that was a you can make a you can make the play. argument that Lex Luthor is the wizard who's giving everybody what they want but at the same time manipulating things. It's true. 
I mean, it is. And it is like a facade thing, the way Lex Luthor was when yeah. we first met him last week playing basketball mm-hmm. and being like your typical uh, Martin e- Shkreli kind of guy. I don't know. Is that what you, you can compare him to? I was going to say equal amongst his employees. The, the <laughs> well, I meant, facade of I meant him. that's what he turns into. It's, yeah, it's, that's, the, that's the fake. Before well, they think he is all Steve Jobs and now they realize he's more of uh, an asshole. Okay. <laughs> And the wizard is, you know, loved by all, and everybody's, oh, the wizard, you know, and he, and that's what he's going for. He's trying to be loved by all. Meanwhile, he's got his own, you know, tricks up his sleeve that he's he's manipulating people. There's yeah. there's a lot of, you know, a lot more you could go into probably, but I think probably. That's, that's probably enough for now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think That's we're good, good there. I did want to mention that he jumps right into saying to uh, asking to not asking to write into referencing weaponizing the kryptonite, like right into it. He was like, "Boom, we can weaponize it!" Like, mm-hmm. whoa! Like that's I don't know if conversations like that uh, come up often in research development sections of companies or in the U.S. government or anything like that. Well, again, so I don't know if this is again Lex, like people. Yeah, Lex has been working on. You know uh, things for the military, and True. he's having a, a meeting about homeland security. So it makes sense that he goes straight to the point about weaponizing it. And like I said earlier, like when you get back into the mindset of being just 18 months after Metropolis was attacked, mm-hmm. you could say stuff like that, and it doesn't sound as radical because yeah. it sounds like a natural response. Yeah, like when we went to war in iraq it was like there was no contest for it It was just like mass approval it was like yeah go do that and then it was only like years later that we went why are we doing that (laughs) yeah so you know people in a state of shock and panic and fear they're okay with things like this being said and that's kind of the question i want to ask you guys as we kind of wrap up today's episode is like um well I, i wrote here that um I wrote down the quote that Perry White says, which is, you know, what what are we getting at? Like the ask, Lois, like, what are you asking for? Which yeah. is, why did you bring senators here to LexCorp? And it's like, now Lex Luthor finally says what he's asking for. Um, that Rocky, quote unquote, this rock that he named, is radioactive and needs an import license. So that's what he's asking for. And she's one, uh, Senator Finch is wondering why. And it's to make it a deterrent, a silver bullet to use against Kryptonians. Um, and I want to ask you guys, are you, would you be for that idea or against that idea? Now, I know most people would probably be like against it. I mean, it sounds bad because this is a villain of a film, but if aliens came to Earth and we had a deterrent in place, just like we have deterrents for other countries on our country, talking about nuclear warheads, like... Would, are you for that or against it? I mean, well, I think the problem with this question is context. You know, are we are we talking about a weapon to be used against Superman? You know, <laughs> or are we talking yeah, about like, put, a weapon to be used just against some alien that's appeared? That's see, that's their that's both. their uh, that's it's, their it's, rebuttal. It's it's both. Like, what other alien do you do you think living in this world is more powerful than what you just witnessed with Superman? Right, like, but what... we've seen um, we've seen uh, Superman's moral high ground already. You know, we've already seen well, that he's so here you to think, help. so you think, 
That's what I'm the saying. Of, the world is split of, in uh, half. This sort of reminds me of uh, Young Justice season two. I don't know if oh yeah, totally. It. Yeah. Yeah, with the reach and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's the same. It's the same exact thing. Um, I had the answer to your question for tomorrow's minute, but you know what? Screw it. No, we can um, we can leave it open ended. No. Uh, yeah, let's. I mean, leave the, it scene, the scene is open ended here. It, it ends. Yeah, in the yeah. Middle let's of leave the sentence, it open ended because so. the whole because the actual silver bullet line is in tomorrow's minute, and that's right. what yeah. I had the answer to. So I'm gonna save my answer. And Senator Barrow put a pin in uh, it. Kind of echoes what Alex just said. With like the problem with that question is context. Yeah, because what he says, uh, you know, Senator, as far as he knows, there's only one person left and he's a good person it's all tomorrow. Well, again, you're, yeah, yeah cool. you're getting into the next minute though so. this guy come on i wanted to leave it abstract <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's Listen, why don't abstract. we give ourselves 24 hours to think about it you know <laughs> yeah all righty um we're gonna go ahead and wrap up for today if you enjoyed everything you heard you can find us on all social media at dceu minute you can find uh this show and all our other shows that we do at twooldmedia.com and if you want to join in on the conversation, uh, you can find us at the Facebook group, DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society. On Facebook, you can join us, uh, past guests, and our other listeners on there. And we will catch you tomorrow here at DC Cinematic.